Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, everybody? This is Christian Brindle. This is the Everything Medicare podcast. And today I have a very, very exciting guest. And I've been really, really looking forward to this episode. I'm interviewing Eric Fierro, um, who's a very, very accomplished, knowledgeable um from friendly with his time to come on and share info with us. Um, Just everything that you want to look for in someone that's an expert in the Medicare industry. Eric got his license back in 2004. He started in the Medicare industry in 2006. And Eric runs a a Medicare-centered call center um, in Arizona. Eric trains agents all over the the industry. He has a very, very um, influential training platform in uh, Medicare Supplement University. Isn't that right, Eric? Yes. Yeah. All righty. Well, I'm just really, really excited to to have this conversation. I think the audience is going to benefit from it tremendously um, from someone of your experience. So, Eric, thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thank you so much, Christian, for having me on. I'm really excited to uh, to get an opportunity to share a little bit about my uh, my story and experience here on your show. Definitely, definitely. Well, we're all excited to hear about it. You know, it's always it's always a treat when we get to talk to someone that's as accomplished as you are. Um, let's start out, Eric, by talk a little bit about your story and your background. How did you get into the insurance industry, and how did you how did you get to where you are today? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because um, I didn't necessarily intend to get into the insurance industry, uh, but I've always been. I've always been one of those guys that, that's trying to always be a forward thinker, trying mm-hmm. to always look ahead, trying to make my plan as far out as possible and execute. Um, you know, I, I actually met my, my wife when I was 15 in high school, high school sweethearts, and I remember after a year thinking, I want to marry this, this girl. And so, um, you know, with that, that's where I started to formulate my plan. I knew I couldn't get married at 16, so I just yeah. said, okay, what's next? Next steps were... Let's uh, let's graduate high school, then let's go to college and get done with that as quickly as possible so I can get a good job, marry my wife, and start a family. And that was the plan. So uh, I actually went to, after I graduated high school, I went to a technical college because I wanted to get done faster. It was more accelerated, but we would have to go longer hours and be a lot more focused, and I didn't care. I just wanted to get it done so that I can get into a job that paid so that I can then uh, marry my wife. And uh, after I graduated uh, college, I wasn't actually able to get a job in the field I was in, which was in computer networking, which was a, um, a big letdown to, to go <laughs> and pay all that money for college and then not be able to get a job anywhere. They all wanted five years experience. They all wanted to, uh, ha- they wanted me to have a bunch of other certifications on top of that. And so I was frustrated. I really was frustrated because uh, I spent all this time, I had this plan, and now my plan is getting derailed. And I still want to marry my wife. <laughs> um, 
after that, I basically got a job at Bank of America. I remember it was the first place I went to at Bank of America, and I thought to myself, I'm going to start out as a teller, and after putting in a little bit of time, I'm going to uh, work my way up the ladder and get into a position where I can now apply to be in computer networking department. Well, um, I put in some time, and that still didn't work. Every time that I interviewed, which was, I think, three times, they all said the same thing, five years' experience. So here's the catch-22. If nobody wants to hire me, how am I going to get experience? I mean, I can't just go out there and do this for free everywhere. Right. So uh, I just, uh, I, again, I, I kind of came up against the wall. But at the same time, now my wife and I had, had already moved forward with deciding to get married and planning the whole process. So I said, okay, i got to get out of the teller position and now do something else within this company that can make me more money. Well, fortunately, there was an opening in the mortgage department and and so I jumped over into mortgages and started doing that and I really did enjoy it but I just it was it was getting um, it was getting a little more difficult at the time we were kind of you know we were gonna um, look at having to potentially move which is an issue that I didn't want to do I didn't want to have to move uh, because I love being close to my family um, so I just decided I needed to go out and start looking and it was funny that. Uh, my wife at the same time was working at a at a restaurant called Paradise Bakery. I don't know if you've heard of them. They turned it. They turned oh, sure. It into, yeah. Uh, you, you've heard of it. Okay. So yeah, they they um, she was working there, and somebody approached her from a company called Primerica. Oh, of course. And so of course, Primerica came up and said, "Oh, you did such a great job with uh, servicing us, isn't that? I have an opportunity for you if you'd like to come." Um, it would be an amazing opportunity. It's in the insurance industry. And, you know, if you have a husband, bring him along. So my wife comes home and tells me about this and sounded real good. So we went to this, uh, this meeting and at this meeting, they, uh, they sold us this amazing dream, right? That's a dream that I said, Oh, you can do this and that. And you, you know, you can have this amazing life helping people. And it ended up not really being the case. <laughs> so um, it, it found out it was like a, a multi-level marketing situation, which, you know, again, that's fine for those who are in it, but it wasn't my cup of tea. Um, but I did have to reevaluate at, at that moment and kind of reassess what I wanted to do. And here are the things that kind of came down to as to why I ended up in the insurance industry. Um, first, I wanted to be in a position where I could talk about something that actually helps people. That was the number one thing that, that led the whole drive towards getting into insurance. I wanted to be doing something that actually helps people where I wouldn't feel weird about um, talking or offering any type of product that I didn't myself believe in. Mm-hmm. So that was the very first thing. The second thing is that I wanted to be in an industry that I felt was recession-proof. Because I've seen it before, and I've seen how it affected people whenever recessions hit. My parents both worked for an amazing company, and uh, it's a really large corporation, but with the seasons, as it goes up, they do mass hiring. As it goes down, they do mass firing. And I just didn't want to be in a position where I'm always worried about, am I going to lose my job? Okay? Right. So right. I wanted something more recession-proof. And then the last thing is that I didn't want to have to climb corporate ladders in order to advance in what I'm doing. I felt like if I was going to be an expert at something, if I was going to excel at something, I didn't want anyone to be able to hinder me or hold me back from growth because of politics. And so 
when I took those three different things, uh, insurance was a was a realm that I felt fit the bill for all of them, and specifically Medicare. So that's when you know I decided I wanted to go that route, and I actually had a friend who was already in the business, and he got me um, an opportunity to start getting in front of seniors who were looking for some help. And, uh, and in fact, I actually was helping them out speaking Spanish first because the oh, people wow. who we were getting requests for information were from Spanish speakers, which is why my buddy thought of me. He's like, well, you, you know Spanish. Why don't you come and try this? So uh, that's exactly what I ended up doing is I started in Spanish and then I transitioned into English. And, um, and, and it was just, to me, an amazing thing because what I found is that any time I got to sit down to help somebody, talking about where they had risk, where they had uh, exposure financially, uh, and I talked about the product and how they could help them, uh, I felt so good, but I felt even better because in the midst of talking about all that, I, I love building relationships with people, and I love talking to seniors about their lives. I love hearing their wisdom, and so many of them are so willing to share wisdom about life that I'm one of those people, I take, I take that stuff um, seriously. I don't take it for granted. And I really actually try to apply and adhere to different uh, advice that I get from seniors who've seen things and lived things that I still haven't lived, you know? And that's where I found such a great pleasure in this market, in the Medicare market, because of uh, it fit the bill in terms of what I was looking for for my a career potential, and it also fit the bill in terms of just feeling really good about what I do from a, a relational standpoint and a business standpoint. Well, I love it. I love it. I mean, and, and I think for so many of us, you know, um, that end up having long, successful careers in the insurance industry, that's what it ends up being about at the end of the day. You know, it's relationship building. You know, you get to you get to know your clients. You get to know your customers. You know, you get to, you know, um, have long-lasting relationships with them. And you have it be a positive impact in, in their lives, you know. And I think... For so many of us, that's that that has a lot to do with it. I mean, I love I love that approach and that mindset. And it's funny you bring up Primerica because I've seen a trend that so many people in the insurance industry started their their journey with Primerica um, or AL Williams if you go back far enough when they were called yeah. that. Um, my I'm, I'm going to be talking to Nick Williams next week, the the Medicare millionaire and. Um, I know that's where he got hit. That's that's the first exposure he had to insurance. And then um, I don't know how much you know about my story, but my I grew up around the insurance industry. My dad's a longtime um, pioneer in the Medicare industry here in, here in my state in Utah. And, and that's where he got his start. He actually was an agent for A.L. Williams back before they were Primerica, you know, and that's where he started. <laughs> so it's just so it's so it's so fascinating to when I talk to people in the industry and so many people, that's where they got their start. Yeah, it is. It's funny. It is funny. I mean, to I'll give them credit to that, that they, uh, it may not work out for people sticking around along with them, but it does work out for those individuals who decided that insurance is still a good avenue, mm -hmm. even if it's not with Primerica. Yeah, launching careers, if you will. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> Eric, let's let's transition into this. So, like I mentioned earlier, so so you run a call center that works with people on Medicare Primarily over the phone, you've worked with a lot of people over the years on Medicare. Um, as I'm sure you, you're aware of, there's been a stereotype with seniors that, you know, they need to have somebody in front of them. They need to have somebody face to face. And this is a question, I think, for the audience that's beneficiaries, but as well as the agent's audience that listens, because I know there's a good chunk of the audience that's agents as well. 
Um, how were you able to see through the stereotype to know that your organization could be as effective over the phone? Yeah, it's funny because I actually stumbled into offering the Medicare products over the phone. Traditionally, when I started, I would go drive house to house and be at the kitchen table to do my presentation, to, to do a needs analysis and figure out what a client would possibly need. Um, but there came a time, or there was there was this one time, I can still remember so clearly, um, that this was, a, I think, in 2008, where a request for information came to me. And when I looked at it, it was about a five-hour drive away from me. And wow. I, 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 just, I was thinking to myself, and it was nearing the weekend, so I was like, I could make it up there for the weekend, but... I had some other plans already, and I was just like, I don't know if I should do this or if I should just actually maybe call up another agent and see if they want to try to help out this this client or this potential client with providing them the information they're looking for. So then I had this idea. I said, well, maybe I can reschedule for just a little bit later. I'm just going to give the client a phone call and see. So I called the client, very nice lady, and we started having a conversation. Again, I love talking. They love talking. So we were having this conversation, and I let them know that, you know, I'm, I'm about a five-hour drive away. I don't know if I can make it up this weekend, but uh, let me just quickly ask you, what, what, what's the most concerning thing you have going on about your Medicare coverage? And with that, it opened up the door to a conversation about what her concerns were and how I could fix them. And next thing that you know, the same presentation that I would do when I'm across the kitchen table, I was doing it over the phone. And I think the reason that it flowed so naturally is because – one of the things that I was always uh, that that I always do with my clients is I'm building relationships. This isn't a just a transactional relationship. This is a, a, a friendly, long-term relationship that that obviously includes me being their Medicare representative, their Medicare agent. But um, on top of that, I want to have a friendship, right? I want I want to know they care, that I care. I want them to know I care about them and I care about their situation. And so because of that, I think it was so easy for me to just continue going through my whole presentation, answering her questions. And at the end of it, I just said, here, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all your information on this application and I'm going to mail it to you. I'll mark where you need to sign it. You can take a re you can review the application, sign it, and then send it back in the envelope I provide. And then we'll get you set up here by next month. And so I sent it out. Within a couple days, it was sent back. And that was it. I was able to fax that into the company, get the, the policy in place, and I was like, wow. I went through that whole thing, and I didn't have to drive five hours. And then I thought to myself, how many more people could I help if I didn't have to drive? If I didn't have to factor in all the drive time, how many more people could I help? And that's what spawned it for me. That's really where I decided I just wanted to try to do this as much as possible over the phone. Because here's the other thing, there's a convenience factor. The, I don't know about you, but I grew up in, you know, in, in an environment like in my home, we weren't the cleanest people. Like I didn't have like the, the type of house where you could just walk into and it was always like ready to host people. Right. You know? and, and maybe you did, but I sure didn't. And so I was the kind of person who was like, I know I'm not the only one. I know there's a lot of people out there who don't want to have to clean up their home in order to have somebody come over for an hour. Right. Right. I mean, absolutely. It, 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 it's inconvenient. So convenience plays a huge part in this, and the more that people can see that this is something that can, that can be done over the phone, and I know we're trending that way anyway, um, the more comfortable they become. And the more comfortable they are with you, 
because you're actually building a relationship and um, and you're actually getting to know them, well, then the, the easier it is for them to want to do business with you as well, whether it be over the phone or in person. Makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. I mean, you know, things 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 make changes, you know. I mean, and if you look at other industries for an example, you know, doctors used to make house calls. Not anymore. And I don't know how much that has to do with people not wanting them to come to the do- the door or the doctors just realized, hey, we don't have time to do this and you can come to us, you know, if it's really important. Um, and, you know, you see more and more medical professionals, you know, doing more and more support for people over the phone and answering questions over the phone and, and things along that nature. You know, there's, it's, it's, it's very interesting, you know, it's very interesting. And I, th- and I think you're right. And our industry is probably transitioning to that way more and more. And I think a lot of it helps, you know, this new generation of people on Medicare, the baby boomers, are so much more tech savvy than the generation before them. Would you agree with that? Absolutely. I, I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, social media platforms like Facebook and YouTube have really helped to propel even people who uh, barely picked up technology five years ago. They could be in their 70s, they could be in their 80s, and they're picking it up quick because the, the whole idea behind these apps and these uh, and different apps that you see on your cell phones is that they're supposed to be user-friendly. And so the more user-friendly that technology can be, the more we're going to see seniors adopt uh, the, the different technologies. And so that's what's one of the things that I've always said that's been amazing about the iPhone is they were the pioneers in making many computers super user-friendly. It's true. It's true. I mean... It's 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 crazy when you think about it because an iPhone today is probably more powerful than you know probably some of the strongest computers they had 15 20 years ago you know and everyone has one in their pocket it's just amazing the innovation Yeah you know it was funny I was actually listening to uh, a podcast by Gary Vaynerchuk and he said that it's crazy to think and people don't even realize that the cell phone that they have in their pocket is a more powerful computer than the computer that Ronald Reagan had when he was running America in the 80s. Like, that's just insane to think about that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You want to talk about perspective? That's 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 yeah. mind-blowing. Um, yeah, it is. It's wild. <laughs> Eric, um, let me shift gears into this topic. Um, what would you say? So, as someone that's worked with people you know, in person and over the phone quite a bit over the years, and you've trained you've trained agents and and how to you know properly um, help somebody that's on Medicare and you know make the best use of what they have available to them. What would you say that your process is when it comes to working with someone on Medicare? What what are some specific things that you look for? Well, I mean, obviously the 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 main I would say the main concern the majority. And I mean, the vast majority of clients have when it comes to their coverage is their finances. Most of the people we work with have a fixed income. And, and so what we need to do first and foremost is we need to look at how taxing is this uh, plan that they currently have to their finances. And is there a way that we can relieve that pressure by moving them to either a similar plan or an identical plan through another carrier? So that's probably the very first thing that we do. Um, along the way, obviously, we're, we're just like I mentioned earlier, we're, we're always trying to build relationships at the same time. I think part of it is that they need to understand we're not – there's a stigma out there that, that so many agents are just in it for the money. 
and and that's just not the case in our in our case, right? Our agency was built around the idea that we know there's a need out there to navigate the Medicare jungle, and we want to be the one of the at least one of the best fixes out there for that need. We want to be able to explain easily the Medicare program and how it works and where it leaves them exposed and why there's a necessity for additional products that help to close those financial exposures. Uh, so I would say that's probably the number one thing we look for is a financial situation when trying to help someone out. And we're completely honest. If somebody comes in and we see that they're already, they're already set up in the best plan, we say, you're already set up in the best plan. You're good to go. Maybe just check with us next year again and we can see if anything's changed at that point. But other than that, I think that's, that's probably the main factor because I would say majority of the time, it's either that or it's going to be health conditions and, and uh, possibly even where they where you see a lot of uh, big financial exposures with the prescription drugs that they're taking. So, but unfortunately, with with talking about you know prescription drug plans and Medicare Advantage plans, there's only a certain period of time throughout the year that they can make the decision to choose another plan, and that's during the the annual election period that's coming up here between October 15th and December 7th. Right. I think it's a I think it's a really efficient um, process. You know, a really efficient way of looking at it for people, and I think. You know, it's a it's a method that people will find useful in making sure they have the best thing for them. Um, yeah, Eric, there there are millions upon millions of people in, in on Medicare in this country that that are confused and lost on what they have or what they should be doing. Um, obviously, you know, people like you and me, you know, at least between the two of us, there's no way in the world we'll be able to help all of them. Um, although. We'd love to be able to do that, but we do everything we can to help as many as possible. But if, if, if there's someone listening to this that maybe, let's say, they didn't have access to a good agent, they didn't have access, I can't imagine a situation where they wouldn't, but what, what, advi- what advice would you have for someone that's listening that's on Medicare on, on how they can better understand what choices they have? What, what, what can they do? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I would say one of my biggest pieces of advice, and here's a funny thing, this is this is – this is something that, that most seniors already know, is that time is precious. And it's funny how many times I come across clients um, before they became our client who spent hours and hours calling every individual insurance company that they could find in the Choosing a Medicare Guidebook or in the Choosing a Medigap book. Like, they just spent hours and hours. So my biggest piece of advice, is that you need to find a local or a uh, or a, an agency like ourselves, a national agency or a local agency that is contracted to offer many different carriers, so that they can alleviate that time that you're going to yeah. that you would normally spend calling every individual carrier. They can alleviate that from from you having to do that by basically telling you exactly what every carrier charges. Because here's the here's the reality. If you don't know this already, um, it doesn't matter which insurance company you choose when it comes to Medicare supplements, a plan F or a plan G from a benefit standpoint will be identical regardless of the insurance company you choose. The only difference is the premium you're going to pay. So if you can talk to somebody who has access to all these different carriers and can sit down and in a 30-minute call give you the prices for everybody, you just saved yourself so much time and hassle and headache. And it's just, to me, it's, you wouldn't believe how many people are out there still doing that, calling carrier after carrier after carrier, 
part of it might be a trust factor, but again, that's why I say spend some time on the phone with whoever you're talking to, getting to know them a little bit. Hopefully they're going to reciprocate and they're trying to get to know you as well. But if you're not being basically being helped by an agency that can offer several different products, you could potentially be paying more than you need to. Because if you run across an agent who can only offer one product, it is likely, you know, it, it could be possible that that one product they're offering is 40 to $50 a month higher than what you potentially could be paying with a different carrier had you talking to had you spoken to a broker who can offer several products. I love that answer. I love that answer. I think it's so important for people to understand how valuable a good agent can be for them. You know, I I I work with a lot of people in Florida, um, mainly due to the fact that I lived there for a year, a few years ago. Um, and, you know, it was a time in my life where I wanted to learn different markets, and it was mainly a career move. I wanted to learn more about the market there, and I, I'd never lived anywhere other than Utah, and um, it was something that I wanted to experience my wife and I. So we went down there, and I, I worked there for a year, got licensed down there, um, kept kept taking care of all of my clients in Utah and my company. and um, But I have a lot of clients in Florida now due to that, and I, I still work with a lot of clients in Florida that come to me today. And you would not believe how often, you know, I come across somebody that says, well, I talked to this other broker. He's local here um, where I am, but he only carries one or two companies, you know, Um, whereas someone like myself, I'm on the other side of the country practically, and I know more about his market than he does. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, and that that's one of the things that I'd really want to point out to your audience that the beauty of this of this industry is that. I think there's, again, let's go back to another stigma that people are, are, I guess, trained to believe that it is only good to work with a local person. But it's not true. I mean, I can, with technology, I can call you from across the country, and if you really wanted to see me, we have several different platforms that we can easily set up so that you can see me on a camera, including that awesome little computer that's in your pocket. Almost all of these cell phones now that people have have a camera on them, and mm-hmm. you can either use Skype or you can use whatever integrated app they have in there to be able to just FaceTime somebody. And uh, and I think that that's really valuable for people to understand is that you could be missing out on an opportunity to work with a really well-seasoned, well-versed, and also versatile insurance agent because you have this thought that you can only work with people who are local. I mean, we, we even roll thousands of clients every year and we do it nationally, but it's because we can actually give, if they, someone gives us the opportunity to show them that we know what we're talking about and we're there to help them and help to uh, basically reduce their financial burden, then they end up in a much better position because of it. I think it's a great point. You know, it's not so much about where the agent is. It's a matter of how good is the agent, you know? Yep. Um, let me Let me shift gears into this, Eric. This is a question I've asked every single person I've interviewed on this podcast that, that's come on to talk about Medicare. Obviously, we've had some people come on to talk about final expense and life insurance and things like that. But now this is the age-old debate, you know, that's been probably going on since most of us have been in the industry. But – and obviously, there's no clear-cut answer. Um, it obviously always depends on a person's situation. But if you had to pick, do you lean more towards the Medicare supplement side of the pendulum or the Medicare Advantage plan side of the pendulum and why? So it's funny because um, I remember I one time I was I was doing an advertisement and 
And I said, you know, a lot of people ask me that question, you know, especially clients. They're like, well, what would you put your parents on? And so to answer that question, my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, um, all three of them I put on Medicare supplements. And I'll, I'll explain why, because here's the thing. Their Medicare Advantage is obviously uh, growing in terms of its popularity. And it really, the, the way that we know it as of today, it started in about 2006. And so I know that it's, it's, it's growing in popularity. And in fact, our agency offers it as well. Like we're, we're full service. So we're going to offer the supplement side. We're going to offer the Advantage side. But personally, I always ask myself, what would I rather have if I could afford it? And I would always choose a Medicare supplement for several reasons. Um, I just, I'd like the idea of being able to use it pretty much in 97% of the physicians across the country. It's portable insurance, right? And that's, to me, a really appealing thing because as it is right now, I travel a lot. I can only imagine if I retire, I'm going to travel a lot more. Yeah. So I, I think that it's important for me to have insurance that's portable, easy to understand. I love the idea that if I, <coughs> excuse me, Let's say that I had a, a Medicare supplement plan G with my original Medicare. I love the idea that if something catastrophic happens, I would just need to present my Medicare card, my Medicare supplement card, and then pay my $185 deductible, and everything else that's Medicare approved is going to get taken care of, right? With the Medicare Advantage, I would have to really know how my plan is designed so that I can know what my co-payments, deductible, co-insurance is going to be within the plan. and for just simplicity's sake, I like the idea of saying, hey, I'll pay you 120 bucks a month knowing that if something catastrophic happens, everything is good. So I think I, I prefer Medicare supplements when they can be afforded, but when we do have clients who really uh, just are not in a position to afford that monthly premium for a supplement, then we look at Advantage as another option for sure. Makes sense. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I think, you know, I think most brokers, most agents that, especially the ones I've talked to, you know, most of them have a similar response. You know, most of them lean towards the the Medicare supplement for the simplicity of it. And I think for I think for seniors that that can't be understated. You know, some, sim, simple is usually better. Usually, and it, like you said earlier, it's all about it, it's a convenience factor as well. It's also, and again, it goes back to uh, most of the clients I talk to. Their biggest concern is their financial situation. And with a Medicare supplement, you can forecast what your expenses are for the year with your health because you just know you have to pay that premium and then that deductible if you had a plan G. If you had a plan F, you would have no deductible. But they can forecast it a lot better. With a with an advantage plan, they may have low premium plans or zero premium plans, but if something happens, then they really can't forecast what that expenditure is going to be. They can know what their maximum out of pocket will be for the year, but that it might end up being more expensive than just paying for a monthly premium for a Medicare supplement. So that's another factor as well. It's just some people like the idea of being able to forecast their expenses, and some people are more willing to say, well, if it happens, I have that in savings, so it's whatever. Right, right, absolutely. Uh, Eric, let's talk about the, the, the agent side of things just for a second. Um, you, you have an online training program, like we mentioned, for agents um, called Medicare Supplement University. Why is it so important for agents to know what they're doing when they're working with someone on their Medicare? How significant is this for a person on Medicare that they might not realize? Yeah, so 
And I actually just rebranded it uh, at the beginning of the month. I rebranded it to MedicareSalesUniversity.net. Oh, I'm sorry about and, that. Uh, it, no, that's completely fine. I, I just, I'm making that point because originally I wanted it to be a place where people could train and learn all about Medicare supplements, but it's since then evolved into much more than that. And so it's not only training on Medicare, it's training on, or it's training on Medicare supplements, Medicare Advantage, and pretty much any ancillary product that helps fill needs for seniors in the marketplace. And so because of that, I wanted to rebrand it to really be a better representative of what you'll find inside. And I think it's incredibly important because I, I have a passion for helping seniors and I want it done right. And so I took the time, and I mean a lot of time, making sure that I was going to be an expert in the field. There's been a lot of agents that I ran across who they got a really short uh, fly-by-the-seat-of-your-pants training that was not, I would say, um, I guess, an appropriate level of training to be out there talking about these products and helping seniors. And so with this university, it's a great way for seniors to know that if they go through it, they're going to be incredibly well educated on how Medicare works, the ins and outs, the different options, um, what to look out for, what not to. I mean, it's just it's such an in-depth um, place to find such a vast amount of information that I think again, it's, it's basically 14 years of my brain dumped into this site. And so, uh, to me, it's incredibly important because anyone who's out there helping the senior population needs to do it well and needs to make sure that they are an expert in what they're talking about. It just because, and I only say that because I'm so passionate about it. This is my passion. Well, I love it. I love it. You know, I've always, I've always, you know, uh, preached on on this platform specifically that you know people need to make sure they're working with a good agent. And the more good agents there are out there, the less you're going to hear stories of people, you know, being enrolled in something that's just a terrible fit for them. You know, or you know, being enrolled in something that they could have gotten for half the price, you know, in comparison yeah. or so, something like that, you know, or enrolling in a plan that doesn't cover half their medications when it didn't need to be that way or something like that, you know? So I, I love that. I love that. I love the, I love the intention. I love the mission of it. And I just think it's a great thing that you do, not only for agents, but for seniors too. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you. So let's talk about Medicare going forward. Where do you see Medicare going in the next 10 years if you had to guess? Obviously, you don't have a crystal ball, but if you had to guess. Yeah, I mean, I think that, honestly, we'll probably see – well, let me let me preface it by saying this, okay, because I think the popularity of Medicare is definitely going to rise because there are so many new – seniors joining the Medicare program every single day, and it'll be like that for the next decade. Now, to kind of, and, and the reason I, I wanted to preface it is because also, we've all known that, you know, America has been known as a land of opportunity. And people, whether you live in this country or outside of this country, you see America as a land of opportunity for the most part. Most people do. Well, insurance carriers are no different. They see this as an opportunity. So you will see more insurance carriers getting into the market because they see the opportunity that's here and that's going to be here for the next 10 years as far as its growth potential um, because of how many seniors are joining every day. And that's not a bad thing because, as we all know, that if you have more competition, that always helps seniors to have 
lower rates or better benefits, whether it be supplements, whether it be Medicare Advantage, the competition from other insurance carriers who want your business uh, it will help to make better products. And that's what I'm excited about. So I see this as a good thing for not only uh, agents like ourselves who are in the market and are looking to stay in the market to make a career out of it, I also see it as a good thing for seniors because they're going to have more options. And more options means potentially better coverage and most likely better coverage to fit their specific situation in life, whatever that may be. Makes sense. I agree completely. Um, Last question, Eric. Is there a mistake that you see people on Medicare make that just drives you crazy? Is there something that you – and and specifically, is it something that could be easily avoided? Yeah, I think that (laughs) – I would say now – I'm going to be careful saying this. So there's a lot of government literature that's out there regarding Medicare, and the literature about how it works is good. But then they also try to go and put information about different insurance carriers and try to put premium information and all that stuff, and and the seniors will read that and they'll kind of take it as gospel, right, because it's a government literature. But almost always that information is outdated by the time it even goes to print because the industry changes so much in terms of their premiums, in terms of their benefits, in terms of that. Now with Medicare supplements, benefits stay the same, but the premiums are always changing. With Medicare Advantage, normally on a yearly basis, the plans are always changing. So I just, the biggest thing I want seniors to take away from this is that that government literature is good for explaining the basics of how plans work. From there, the best thing you could do is like I mentioned earlier, get in contact with an independent agent who offers several different products and several different carriers so that they can help you huge on a time-saving situation and get you in the best uh, position possible for your situation. I think it's a great point, you know, because it's, you know, people don't realize how quickly those things can change. And, it, and it's, it, might, it might be accurate at the time of print, but like you said, the time they actually have it in their hands, it's outdated information. I don't think that gets talked about enough. Yeah, no, and, but it's something that we run across all the time. Yeah. We'll call us and say, well, this book says here that the premium is this and that. Why are you quoting me a different premium? And it's just like, you know, it it, it doesn't, I wouldn't say it drives me crazy, but it, it does, like, it makes you say, man, why do they even waste their time putting that information in there? I mean, the government should know that that's going <laughs> to change by the time it gets the people's hands. Right, right. Oh, my goodness. Um, Eric, I want to wrap this this up by having you talk about you and your 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 company and your sales training if there's someone that's listening that's a medicare beneficiary how can they get in touch with you and your company if they if they wanted to work with you and is there any states that you can't work with anybody in and part two of that question is if there's any agents that are listening that might want to work with your organization do do you do contracts for agents um and how can they find your sales training yeah so um for I would say for the for the seniors that would like more information would like to get in contact with me, um, you know you can always feel free to to send me. I, I don't know if you. I mean the email is probably one of the easiest ways. Um, I have I have an email that I guess it's pretty simple. It's just Eric E R I C at senior dash advocates dot com, and so it's advocates with an S at the end. So. Eric at senior-advocates.com. 
um, and I'd be happy to help you out and get you information you're looking for. For the agent population, um, I, I, you know, the MedicareSalesUniversity.net is a great place to start. You go to MedicareSalesUniversity.net and uh, you can get a bunch of information from there and then see how to get involved in the university and, uh, and basically get more access to me to get you on the right path to making this an amazing career, which is what I've experienced so far and so many others who have stuck it through. That's great. Um, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time and coming on. This was a fantastic conversation, and we'll have to do it again soon. Yeah, I appreciate your time, Christian. Thank you so much again. Hey, the pleasure's all mine. Uh, everybody that's listening at home, thank you so much for listening. Stay tuned. We are now doing three podcasts a week, Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday. And coming soon, we're going to have the video as well as the audio up on YouTube. So watch for that. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.